0: all right, now joining us is Jamie Smith, a Burnley fan from No Nay Never, and he's also working on the MSN's uh, Euro Live blog. So, Jamie, obviously, we're going to be talking about England yesterday, not the result many would have expected and or wanted. What was your view of this one?
1: It's hard to know where to start, really. I think it was just such a a performance of such a lack of ambition and. The mentality was just absolutely bizarre. I mean, All the talk before the game was how tough Iceland were going to be to break down and if we got an early goal then that would be perfect. We got an early goal, it didn't help at all. <laughs> like, defensively there were shambles. Iceland caused us a lot of problems even though they didn't really commit that many of them forwards. Concede a goal at international football from a long throw is beyond a joke. The goalkeeping for the second goal is substandard obviously but the players just seemed to freeze. I don't know if it was the pressure or the expectation of being such strong favourites for the game or people talking about a quarter final with France as if it was a given before even winning the next game. I don't know what it was, but so many of the players just seemed to take no responsibility. That was the most disappointing thing for me. It got towards the last half an hour. and I think to say players weren't trying is the worst thing you can say. But I think some of them weren't trying. I don't know why. I don't know why the motivation was lacking. But there seems to be a lack of effort.
0: Yeah, the, there was definitely something missing in this match. Do you think it was more the mentality or the tactics that, that were being employed? If if you consider them as such.
1: I think it's a bit of both, to be honest. Obviously, the tactics didn't work. It's not. It's not clear. It's not clear what the tactics were for this particular game, to be honest. Throughout the the group stage, at least, you could sort of work out what England were trying to do, but the passing was so slow, there was no attacking movement. You just couldn't see how England were going to score a goal. For all the possession we had in the second half, Iceland were just letting us have the ball. And England created almost nothing with it. I think there was a Kane header that was a reasonable chance. And apart from that, there was virtually nothing. Considering all that possession, that's unbelievable, really. The goal that we scored, it's just a ball over the top, a defensive mix-up, and then the goalkeeper making a mistake. And if that hadn't happened, we probably wouldn't have scored at all. Um, But I'm a firm believer in once the players cross the line, they have to take a share of the responsibility and a share of the blame if it goes wrong. And Too many of the players just did not do what was expected of them and it's hard to know where England can go from there because there was a lot of talk about this being a very promising young squad with a lot of potential, and even in his resignation statement, Roy Hodgson was talking about what a fantastic group of players they were. But there was nothing on show last night to suggest that that's the case. You look at the the big powerhouses of European football, like so Germany, Italy, even Spain, even though they're out. And you look at our team and you think, would any of our players get in their squad, let alone their team? I'm not sure they would. I think the gulf is that big and England fans have to get used to that.
0: Yeah, it certainly is not a exciting day uh, to be a supporter of England. Who out of this lot were you most disappointed in yesterday?
1: <sighs> Take your pick, really, I suppose. Um, I, think, I think Harry Kane's been massively disappointing throughout the whole tournament. The system maybe doesn't suit him perfectly and obviously he's still quite new to international football so he doesn't have a lot of experience. This was his first tournament with England, of course. But he it, it just seemed gone. I don't know if it was tiredness or lack of confidence, but you'd never guess this was the same player. who scored 20-odd goals and his team almost won the title. It just seemed totally different. His touch was atrocious. He wasn't making attacking runs. There was just nothing. like He could have been playing a guy out of the stand up front, and it would have been as effective as playing Harry Kane up front. Um, but obviously, it's not just it's not just Harry Kane, I thought. Kyle Walker was particularly poor in the Iceland game. There was a lot of talk in the first two games that he'd been our best player. I think he's put in probably about 500 crosses throughout the tournament. None of them have been good. He had one cross last night. The ball came to him. The, the other four bouts stood off him. It took about five seconds to measure it up and biffed it 10 yards over the penalty area. It's like, how can the quality be so lacking with the ideal opportunity to put a decent ball in? Um, so Walker and Kane maybe from last night. But honestly, out of the whole tournament, there's so few players emerge with any credit at all. It's, it's difficult to pick players out. Look, Eric Dyer was poor last night as well. The first time he's really been tested in the tournament, and he was at fault for, for one of the goals, partly, I think. And As soon as he got put under any pressure defensively, it seemed to, to crumble under it. But it, it was. It was literally everyone last night. Wayne Rooney's touch was appalling. Deli Ali had no impact on the game at all, apart from cheating to win a penalty. There's just nothing from any of them.
0: Yeah, uh, to your point on Dyer, Dyer and Ali obviously have a very good... Um, communication between the two of them at club and we thought at country level that goal that you're alluding to dyer and ali were the two players that could have cleared the pass before it ended up being the goal that hit joe hart's hand and still trickled in and neither of them stepped into it and i think the the blame can fully be placed on on the two of them and it's it's a very strange thing to see as usually that communication is there between them but yeah I completely agree on on that point um wayne rooney Obviously captain, there was a lot of questions about him before this tournament. It uh, doesn't look like he's going to be resigning from the national team as half the Argentinian team is doing at the moment after their loss in the Copa America. What are your thoughts on Wayne Rooney?
1: I think he's a difficult one, Rooney, because he is the, the record goal scorer and I think he's done a reasonable job as captain in helping to bring through the the next generation. But it's 12 years now since Rooney had an impact on a major tournament. As a teenager at Euro Euro 2004, he was outstanding. He scored a few goals. He lit up the tournament. And if he hadn't got injured in, I think it was the quarter final against Portugal, if he hadn't got injured, England could have gone on and won that and it would have been Rooney, who was the star man. But since then, World Cups, European Championships, it just doesn't seem to happen for him. He's been playing in midfield at the tournament and he looked okay in the group against moderate opposition but again last night Iceland seemed to be a step up in class which you wouldn't expect on the teams that we've played already and he just he offered nothing in the team now I suppose you look at the alternatives and people last night were talking about, talking about players like Danny Drinkwater who didn't make the squad I think that's a sign of where England are at that it's a choice between Wayne Rooney who's played his entire career until the last few months as a striker in midfield or Danny Drinkwater who's had one good season for Leicester City that's that's the alternative in midfield so options are obviously light um, personally I would have got rid of Rooney a few years ago I don't think he's done anything at international level for so long I don't understand why we persist with him but who else is there <laughs> I imagine the new coach will want him to stick around for at least the next couple of years but I just I, it feels like Rooney's a symbol of the the failures from previous tournaments and that must weigh a bit heavily on the squad when you've got all these young players who shouldn't have the fear of failure because they've not done it before they have now but surely having Rooney around you look to Rooney as the apparently the star player the captain the leader and he's lost so many games at international tournaments it it can't be setting that good an um, as good an example so I'm kind of hoping he goes but I don't know what would happen after that.
0: Yeah, well, someone that has actually gone, uh, manager Roy Hodgson has resigned as well as most of the backroom staff. Is that something you're pleased with? Or or are you now just kind of looking into the void of who's next? Who can you bring in that will really help England get past this barrier of not winning knockout games?
1: Uh, I think it was always quite likely Hodgson was going to go after the tournament. His contract was obviously up, um, but after losing to Iceland, it was a case of resign before it's very publicly sacked. So I think that was understandable. I think the problem is that there doesn't seem to be any pro- progress. Um, obviously, Hodgson was sort of parachuted in four years ago before the last European Championship because Fabio Capello uh, quit just a couple of months before the start of the tournament. But our performances then were better than they are now, so we don't seem to have got any better. Like Four years ago, we were a bit unlucky. Obviously, we lost to Italy on penalties. You can lose on penalties. That happens. Um, but at least we we were competitive. And last night, I don't think we we were competitive at all. Um, I've always liked Hodgson, but it's difficult to defend a performance like last night, although, as I've said, I think the players do have to take a share of the blame. It just didn't seem like there was any sort of tactical plan. And Iceland caused so many problems when they attacked, you wondered what defensive shape we had been practising on the training ground, because it hadn't worked. And this, the substitutions, I'm sure, will come to, there's a lot of people complaining about them, and understandably so. Rashford had, had a positive impact in the... Wales game that helped us to to turn that round and get a result and he got five minutes at the end so I think there were a, a lot of question marks about the way Hodgson did it but as you say you look at the, the sort of names that are being linked it's people who've not done anything like Gareth Southgate or people who've been around a long time without really achieving much like Alan Pardew or Sam Allardyce or Steve Bruce it's, so uninspiring the list of candidates if you're going to look at British coaches which sounds like they are it just makes you wonder if there's any hope for the England national team now I think there needs to be a a complete rethink of the way English football is geared up because it's all about the Premier League at the moment The, the English national team takes is behind the Premier League in the list of priorities and I think that has to change if we're going to see any sort of success at these major tournaments, I think a positive step would be some sort of quota system, to say that you have to have so many English players in a team or in a squad because a lot of players just aren't getting the opportunity. The coaching setup obviously needs to be revamped from a very young age. We need a complete rethink of the infrastructure and everything that goes into the English national team because the options that Hodgson's had available have been so mediocre. If you put that England team into the Premier League, they'd probably struggle to stay up. It's a really, really poor group of players. But it's not like he's leaving anyone better out. The same man, the new manager's going to come in, and it's not like there's players who could have been in the squad that got left out. There was literally it—the twenty-three that went. That was it. There's nobody else. So whoever's next, they've got a massive job on their hands, and although the salary on offer will be massive, I think it's it's getting to be a bit of a poison chalice, really. If you take the England job, you, you're looking at potential ruin after two, four years of failure.
0: Mm. Uh, I've been, as listeners of the show will know, pandering for um, Bielsa to land pretty much any job where I'd get to see him more often. Uh, I know he had some ups and downs with the Argentinian and Chilean national teams, but that would be interesting. Do you think there is still this necessity to have an English person at the lead of the English national team?
1: Um, I don't know. I think the foreign coaches that we've had, Spengler and Erickson and Fabio Capello, they haven't really justified the hype. All their experience and the things that they've won, they don't seem to have made that much of a difference, to be honest. So, I don't want to go down the route of saying we've tried a foreign coach, it hasn't worked because... There's obviously a lot of people out there, people talking about Arsene Wenger. I think there'd be a case for that if he wanted the job. He's the sort of person who could oversee that rebuild that I've been talking about. But the FA has made it quite clear that it would certainly have to be someone who's worked in the Premier League. They've left it open for managers who aren't necessarily English or British, but have experience in the Premier League. So then you could think of names like, I don't know, Roberto Martinez, who's another who's just failed. I all managers fail in the end, but someone who's failed that recently is maybe not a good idea. Um, my preference would be for an English coach, but the list of names is just so unappetising. I wouldn't be surprised if they went elsewhere. The one name that I think has some potential, although it will be incredibly early, and I wouldn't understand him actually taking the job if he was offered, is Eddie Howe. It would be a progressive choice. He's got experience of of building with limited resources. Although in the last couple of years at Bournemouth, he's had a lot of resources. In the past, he's had virtually none. Um, and he plays the same sort of football that England seems to be trying to play, albeit with a bit more zip and pace in attack. So, I think it'd be interesting if the FA made advances to Eddie Howe. He's obviously very settled at Bournemouth. He's had a lot of success at that one club. Um, But of the names mentioned, I don't see anyone else having that sort of zeal and positive attitude and the new ideas and the fresh ideas and the innovation that I think is needed in the English team at the moment. I think it's inevitable we end up with someone like Sam Allardyce and it will just be a total regression of like 1970s style football just booting it a big man.
0: Of which there aren't many. Um, well, <laughs> well, Andy Carroll's getting patched, called Andy up. Andy Carroll sure, smash,
1: smashing balls at Andy Carroll um, all <laughs> day. Terrible to watch, although possibly effective, who knows.
0: Yeah. Alright, well, uh, thank you so much for coming on on such a not exciting day for England. Why don't you tell the folks where they can find you?
1: Yeah, you can listen to me talking about Burnley on the No Name Ever podcast. We're on summer break at the moment, we'll but we will be back soon for the new Premier League season. That's at nonanever.net. And And I'm also doing bits and pieces for the MSN Euros Live blog, which you can find in the MSN Sports section. So occasionally I'll be in there as well.
0: All right, well, thanks again for joining us and best of luck, and I'm sure we'll speak soon.
1: Always, thanks a lot.